0: Is there anything better than seeing people healthy growing and producing kingdom fruit? I don't know, but I do know that it's not your responsibility to grow yourself. That's God's job. You're responsible to cultivate a heart and life that is conducive for growth. Let's talk about that today as we continue our series called Rooted. Life Hey everybody, welcome back to another Venture Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Wills, lead pastor at Venture Church in Bellevue, Nebraska. And as always, so thankful that uh, you are joining us today. We believe you are where you need to be, and we are praying that God will give you a reason, a purpose of why he has you where you are. So last week we started this series called Rooted. And um, the agricultural imagery is really strong with this series and we'll be talking a lot today about seed soil and growth very similar to what we talked about last week so after a seed is planted you know when we all plant seeds i think we've all maybe done a garden or seen a garden or something like that but when we plant the seed what do you expect it to do next well i I would hope you would expect it to grow right Right? We expect the seed to grow, and ultimately we all want the seed to grow and bear tons of delicious fruit or vegetables or flowers, whatever we, you know, we plant, you know, what type of seed we plant. We talked last week about how seeds need healthy soil to grow. And so this week we're going to be talking about the other necessary agents of growth in a believer's life to bring the seed of the word to full fruit-bearing maturity. And so let's talk about the necessary agents of growth through the lens of First Corinthians chapter 3. Um, in fact, I'm going to be reading from the Holman Christian standard today. Uh, we're going to be reading specifically uh, chapter three in First Corinthians verses five through nine right now. And here's what it says. It says when or sorry, what then is Apollo's? And what is Paul? They are servants through whom you believed, and each has the role the Lord has given. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So then neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. Now the one planting and the one watering are one in, in, in one purpose, and each will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God God's co-workers, you are God's field, God's building." So it's important to remember today that, that it is God who makes things grow. We, we understand that the seed matters, the soil matters. That's what we talked about last week, right? Water matters. We have to have water and sunlight matters. We have to have water and sunlight to have plants grow. But ultimately, the master architect of growth, God himself, directs the agents of growth. And so this brings me to the first point I want to make on today's episode, and, and that is this. Spiritual growth is not growth by human hands, okay? Let me say that again because it's very important. Spiritual growth, we're not talking about natural growth, nature growth. Spiritual growth is not growth by human hands. See, throughout 1 Corinthians, we see the early church fighting and quarreling about many different aspects of faith. In fact, it was such a problem that the Apostle Paul addressed it not only in first letter to the Corinthians, but also the second letter to the Corinthians, and one of the specific arguments was over which leaders they were to follow. They must have felt that one was greater or more productive than, than the other. Okay? Paul clearly states that these men are simply servants of God and that the fighting needed to stop. Because spiritual growth was not a result of humans' work. It is God who makes things grow. This commentary in Paul's letter was intended to free the readers from unnecessary comparison and to focus on God's work in their lives. Unfortunately, we continue to argue today. We argue uh, about things like, you know, what is the best, best path for growth? You know, uh, we as Christians believe it's through Jesus Christ and God himself. There's other people that, that obviously don't believe in any kind of, you know, faith a spiritual journey in that sense as far as Christianity goes so they might believe in yoga or Buddhism or whatever right um, Some people believe that um, you know it could be just having your own self path for growth right We also uh, understand and we argue about um, you know which Christian speaker is best within our own church right We, we mentioned certain speakers you know listen to this guy. Don't listen to this guy. Listen to this lady. Don't listen to this lady, right? We, we say those types of things. Uh, within the own church, we, we, um, we argue about which church is most impactful, right? Like, you know, is Southern Baptist better than, you know, Methodist or whatever, right? We, we argue about those things. In fact, we argue about which size of a church is most impactful. Should it be smaller church or a bigger church? You know, those types of things. And it goes on and on and on. But according to Paul, these things all have a place, and I believe they do. We need, we need to discuss those things, but ultimately, no matter the situation, the growth is up to God. No matter what church or what path, God ultimately uh, decides where the growth is going to come from. But it is good to know that God is interested in our growth, and this leads me to my second point, and that is this, that we learned from chapter 3 in 1 Corinthians, was we are God's field. We are God's field. He sees each human heart as a field ready to bear fruit, right? Verse verse 9 stated that we are God's co-workers in growth. And so this leads us to a question that we need to ask ourselves. How can we practically aid God in his work? How can we practically aid God in his work? Well, I believe uh, a few things. Uh, First of all, we must act with wisdom and immerse ourselves in community with others who love Jesus and are growing themselves. In other words, be around like-minded people. Be around other people who love Jesus and are trying to, to be better through Jesus Christ, right? Ultimately, and that means going to church on Sunday, Bible studies, life groups, whatever. Be around those people, okay? We also must dedicate ourselves to reading God's word and spend time with him in prayer. Um, if you've been listening to my pa- podcast this, this year, uh, I, from, since January 1, I've been hammering that home, we need to continually read God's word and spend time in, in prayer. Another one on a regular basis, we must worship Jesus with our lives. The key is a regular basis. We can't be, um, you know, partial attenders. We can't expect to, you know, come once every once in a while and grow. It, it just doesn't work. And I'll give you an example of this, uh, to get on my soapbox a little bit. If you are into fitness. Uh, I am not into fitness. I'll just share that with you. But if you're into fitness and you want to make your body be healthier, um, going once or twice a month is really not going to do anything. In fact, if you only go once or twice a week, it might do a little, but it's not going to do a lot, right? You're not going to get as healthy as if you were going on a regular basis, a daily basis, right? And so we need to make sure that just the same in our spiritual growth, in our spiritual lives, that we are worshiping Jesus with our lives on a regular basis, okay? Uh, another one, we must constantly evaluate our lives and repent of our sin, right? We continually have to look at our lives and repent for the things that we've done wrong, okay? We also must evaluate ourselves based on the, upon the commandments and instructions of Christ found in the gospel. In other words, we must follow the gospels <laughs> wholeheartedly, Okay? you can't just pick and choose you you must um, evaluate ourselves based on what God teaches us through Christ through the gospels and we cannot change that we have to follow it even if even if it means that the truth hurts us um, and we don't like it the truth is truth and and, and so we need to make sure we fo- follow those okay The expectation is though that through all of this that we would grow and mature in the faith if we do those things I think we we will grow and mature in the faith. Because being stagnant is not an option. Being stagnant is not an option. In fact, this is my third point I want to make for uh, today's podcast. In God's field, if we are God's field, in God's field, growth is not an option. You must grow. Growth is not an option. Paul makes a comparison in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 through 2, between milk, which is for infants, and solid food, which is for the mature. Uh, look at what he says, or listen to what he says. Here's what he says. Brothers, I was not able to speak to you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as babies in Christ. I gave you milk to drink, not solid food, because you are not ready for it. In fact, you are still not ready. In this passage, Paul clearly communicates that each person starts as an infant in the faith, but, and these are one of those big buts that I, I like to share, okay, It is expected to become a mature follower of God, okay? Even though each person starts as an infant in faith, we all do, because once we become new in Christ, we we say we're going to be saved by Jesus Christ, and and we start that transformation, we are infant in our faith. But God is expecting us to become a mature follower of him. Now, some Christians are comfortable with their current relationship with God, even if it reveals immaturity and sin, and this should not be so. It is our responsibility to take the necessary steps in our lives and others' lives to be the agents of change that, co- that God really intends for us to be, right? He intends us to become a mature follower of him. Uh, an example of the agents of change uh, is obviously we want to be responsible for us to change ourselves, Right? Speaking of that, it's not my job as a pastor to 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 use the term feed you. You're supposed to feed yourself, right? And so you have to be the own agent of your change by diving in God's word. Now, you can also help others as well. And, and here's my example. Uh, I had a gentleman that I met with uh, every week for uh, for a good amount of length, of period of time. Uh, but before we met, he was a self-proclaimed agnostic. Uh, if you don't know the difference between uh, atheist uh, and agnostic, what really an agnostic is, atheist believes there is no God, there is nothing, we're just, we're born and we're we're on this earth. An agnostic at least believes that there's a God or some supreme being type of thing. And this gentleman that I met with believed in the same God that we, uh, we believe in as Christians, um... But quite, not quite the same because he didn't really understand or believe in, in the whole God sent Jesus thing, the Trinity, in a sense. You know what I mean? So he just believed in the God. Okay. Now, while meeting, we, we just talked about life, you know, things that are going on in each other's lives and how, that, how the God I know could be a part of his life. And, and we talked about how he saw God. And we just talked about it, and we answered each other's questions because I had questions for him, like why would he believe this thing and that thing and this way and and those types of things, right? And and he would ask questions of why I believe what I believe, and and we would intertwine that with life questions, you know, like how's how's family supposed to be part of this? How do we do this personally? All this kind of stuff, right? Well, around the sixth month of of meeting, we were at breakfast one morning, and he just kind of walked in and sat down. I was already there, and. And uh, I had coffee ready to go for him, and and he said, Pastor, before we order, I need to share some with with you. I just want you to know that I want to um, accept who Jesus is in my life. I just don't know how that works, and so I got to walk through with him his salvation with Jesus Christ that morning, and we prayed together. and And at that point, he was saved, right? And, and it was so awesome. It was just a great experience, and. But here's what, here's what I want you to understand from that, okay? I want to make it very clear. God did all the work, okay? God did all of all the work. I was just the agent, right? God used me to share about God to him, right? To, for about him to him, right? Uh, he just used me to give him the information. So I didn't do anything. I also need to make it clear that I almost goes without saying that spiritual growth, just like natural growth when we're talking about plants and things, Spiritual growth needs the right environment, okay? And that's my fourth point. Growth needs the right environment, okay? Uh, It would be ludicrous to think that an apple tree could grow in the middle of the Sahara Desert where the proper agents weren't present to help encourage growth, right? Um, It's got everything, um, it has nothing but sun, right? Well, sun's just gonna torch it, right, and so forth. And in the same way, it is equally as ludicrous for believers to think that they can have robust and fruitful lives, as disciples, if they are constantly immersed in environments of sin, evil, and unhealthiness, where the divine agents of change are not present. That's ludicrous, right? It, it just it just, it just, doesn't make sense, right? So let us consider the way Paul presents this idea in Colossians 2, uh, 6 through 7. Here's what it reads. Therefore, as you've received Christ Jesus the Lord, walk in him, rooted and build up in him and established in the faith just as you were taught, overflowing with gratitude. Paul is essentially saying, do the things that you were doing when the gospel seed was first planted in you. Not before it was planted in you, when it was first planted into you, right? Continue living in him. Root yourself in Christ by being devoted to the word, to the fellowship of believers, and to prayer plus worship, okay? Continue to be strengthened by your commitments. Overflow with gratitude and thankfulness. It's, it's, you know, it's pretty hard to remain in a stagnant place with, when you're overflowing with thankfulness, right, for all that God has done in your life, right? You, it's just, it'd be just too hard to just stand there and go, oh, thanks, God, for all of this. Yeah. It, it's like, thanks, God, this is awesome, right? Thank you, sir, for, for all that you're doing in my life, right? Let us be willing to evaluate and, and scrutinize the environments in which we are trying to grow. So in other words, be honest today about the things in your life that are not conducive to healthy growth, which is my final point for the podcast today is that it's this. Recognize adversity as an opportunity for growth. Recognize adversity as an opportunity for growth. Admittedly, okay, it can be hard to differentiate unhealthy times and situations for the seasons of adversity that God may be using to grow us. And we're going to talk more about that Uh, next week's podcast. But in light of today's podcast on growth, it's important to recognize that seasons of adversity can promote healthy growth. The book of James says it like this, James 1, 2 through 4, consider it a great joy, my brothers, whenever you experience various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, but endurance must do its complete work so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. It's important to be prayerful through adversity. You know, seek counsel from from more mature believers, right? Especially in discerning adversity from unhealth, okay? And and maybe most importantly, be humble enough to ask for help when you need it. That's tough to do for any, you know, for a lot of people. Uh, In fact, men struggle with this uh, even more so. Right, not all men, but a lot of men struggle with asking for help when we need it. Uh, I I I don't know the ultimate reason, but I think it just has really has to do with our pride, right? And if you don't think you do, check yourself. Like, do I struggle with? you know, building stuff without looking at the instructions, right? Or is it hard for me to ask directions, especially from my, my wife or something like that, right? Or just asking help from my wife or family members or even somebody from the church. Do you struggle with that? If you do, then 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 you need to check that self, right? Cause, because we all have seasons of adversity and we all need a little help from time to time. And what you need to understand is, it doesn't make you weak. Okay. It doesn't make you weak. It makes you human. It makes you human. Okay. Right. Because we all have adversity. You will come through these trials and adversity if you ask help, uh, stronger and more mature believer. And, and that is a positive kingdom growth, right? If you're coming through something like that uh, in, in a stronger and more mature way, you know, stronger and more mature believer. That's just natural positive kingdom growth, right? Now, you might not be where you want to be right now, right? But by the grace of God, you aren't where you used to be either, okay? We need to remember that, okay? We've come a long ways. We've matured, right? So trust the process of growth. You are God's field, and it is God who will work through the agents of transformation to bring about growth in you. Right in spiritual growth. In fact, Philippians one six says, "He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion till the day of Christ Jesus." So let God's work work in you. Embrace opportunities to be a healthy part of another's growth process, including your own, and keep on meeting with other believers. You know, be involved with with your with your church, um, with uh, just other believers, Bible studies, life groups, whatever keep singing in church, (laughs) keep praying, and ultimately just keep pressing on. Because the journey is a long one. We know that. The journey is a long one, but the the eternal destination is well worth it. It's well worth it. Amen. This concludes another episode of Venture Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. We also hope that you'll be back with us next week as we continue our series on Rooted. We'll talk to you soon. If you'd like to know more about Venture Podcast and Venture Ministries, or you'd like to help support us financially, please visit us at VentureChurch.ch.